Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Where we talk about teen dramas. Specifically, right now, at this moment, The O.C. The second season of The O.C. And we can say it's a teen drama fan cast with, like, great conviction. <laughs> we are more sure that we like what's going on. Because The O.C. Whew, is good. <laughs> I like that every single time we come back to it after doing Riverdale, we're always like, oh, man. This TV show, uh, guys. <laughs> this TV show I will, came out in the early 2000s. I will say um, the showrunner, I guess he's the showrunner for Riverdale did a tweet today yeah. for Father's Day. It's Father's Day while yeah. we're recording this. And it was like a photo of the hot dads of Riverdale and how they're going to team up more in the future. And I was just like, yes, retweet. Oh, good. Give me more hot dads. Good. More, more Keller being competent. When he is competent, he's real good. He's real good. He just, unfortunately, a lot of the time he isn't. And the one time that he like was pseudo competent, they completely just were like, nah. They just lambasted him. Anyway, and we, we can't talk about Riverdale. This is about the OC. No. And I will say a thing I've learned from the OC is no. I love hot dads. And by hot dads, I mean Sandy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Not Island Boy Jimmy. <laughs> That's what you thought I was going to say. All, he's also a dad. He's also a dad. Also a dad. But also an Island Boy. Also an Island Boy. <laughs> In this episode, even more of an Island Boy. Oh, man. J- uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Cooper. Oh, uh, Jimmy Cooper. Oh, Jimmy. Man, I really, I'm really upset that they uh, uh, they have Cooper and Cohen because after taking like a, a year off, I tend to get those confused. And you're like, just like Jimmy C. Like they're way too similar. You can you cannot have two main like main groups that are Cohen and Cooper. Especially because Summer exclusively refers to people by their last names. Yeah. So she has Coop. Yeah. And she has Cohen. Yeah. And that's her best friend and her oh, for real. Yeah. Secret love. <laughs> I do want do you want to get into the show or do you have anything else you want to say? I did Vegas. You did a book. Great work, us. Good job, us. Now TV show? Now TV show. This is the OC Season 2, Episode 2, The Way We Were. The Way We Were. Memories. Misty water-covered memories of... The way we were. Also not a song that's in this one. No. No. It's not. They're not going the distance. They're not going for speed. And they also don't have misty watercolored memories. <laughs> no, no. They don't have that. <laughs> so does it mean that like the it's the color of water or their watercolor? I think they're like watercolor. It's like a watercolor painting. Yeah. The problem is they start with misty, which makes you think of water. Like, watercolor isn't misty, though. Well, it kind of is. Like, it's kind of, like, blurry and vague. Nah, I guess. Think about, like, a Degas painting. I, I, oh, sure. Whenever I think of watercolor, I think um, less misty and more... Lily pads. Uh, <laughs> kind of lily pads. That's a painting! I know, I know, but I'm, I, that's not usually the first painting I go to. I think of watercolors. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't think watercolors is misty. Well, that's fair. This episode is also not exceptionally misty. It's mostly an episode of people figuring out 
or not figuring out what they want. It, this episode is so much of people talking to other people about other people. It's true. Which, I mean, I know this series is a lot about people talking to other people about other people, but this one, I feel like we're just jumping from group to group who are talking about another person. Oh, yeah. All of my notes are like, these characters debrief. <laughs> and speaking of that, why don't we begin? Because we start with uh, Seth and Ryan. Debriefing. Debriefing. Seth really thinks they can just miss school today. Yeah, he's like, what if we just, uh, just, just don't go? And Ryan is the one who's like, no, man, we should probably just go. And Seth's like, but I mean, we missed registration day. No one's expecting us. And Ryan's like, your mom definitely called the school. And also, everyone's expecting you. Because guess what? You <laughs> saw, saw Summer. You saw... No, they actually no, haven't, they have, seen, they haven't seen any of them. No one knows they're back. Yeah, no just one knows. the teachers. Do you remember last episode, Marissa mostly just walked around sad and drunk? Just like this episode? Just like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes. this is the arc of the conversation. It's a very good, like, very bantry, very clever combo. Yeah. There's some summer, the person, versus summer, the season. Yeah. Levels of hijinks and puns. I'm, I, feel, I feel like I might be losing my mind. Because this comes up with this entire episode where essentially they're laying it all on, like, ah, oh, Seth, you really messed things up. But I'm like, but, but she didn't... Like, Summer break up with, like, what, the last thing I remember is Summer broke up with him, um, not in any, like, aggressive way, but was just, just like. Just because of her dad. Yeah, because, you know, her dad didn't like him, and her dad's her best friend. And then they went to um, Vegas, where I thought the entire point of Vegas was him being like, hey, and then being awkward together, and then deciding, okay, I guess, like, we can be, like, like, like we, we'll, we'll, we'll stay together for Marissa and Ryan. And then the last episode was just mostly Ryan, Marissa, and Teresa. I don't remember them getting back together. I think... I think, and I could be wrong. Yeah. I think they got back together at Caleb and Julie's wedding. The reason why I think I'm losing my mind is because I decided to do research. Okay. Now, an obvious way I could have done it was watch the last three episodes of season one. Or even the last episode. Yeah. Or even the previously on from the last episode. <laughs> no, the previously on doesn't... Oh, I guess from the last episode. Yeah, not, I, not the, the first one of this not, season. Not the last, the last episode, of, as in the former episode. Yes, the last episode of the last episode of the season. Uh, yeah, but I, what, instead of what I did is I started looking up on the wikis, being like, oh, one no. of these has to have a summary. Nothing ever mentions Summer breaking up with um, Seth, even temporarily. <laughs> like, I, you look at any sort of summary, and all they say is... And then, and then, then Seth got up on a on a coffee table and he proclaimed his love for her, which was going great until Seth left. I'm like, stuff happened between there. Like you, maybe we're not <laughs> supposed to think they broke up. Like maybe it's like the teenage version of we were on a break, except Summer was like, I just need to figure out my emotions. Well, Huh. Well, because what I thought the entire point of when Seth left, the the thing of that was him being like, "I have nothing." Summer's gone. Ryan's gone. Because I remember, I remember part of like part of the thing is him selling his boat was that like Summer was there, but I thought they were at that point like in the friend stage of like we've understood that we like this is still awkward for us, and she sees he's trying to sell his boat, but then he mm -hmm. decides to leave. I th never, I never got the indication that they got back together, which is fine, except for like. Man, this episode really hammers it how much it is Seth's fault. I wonder... Okay, so one of two things. Yeah. One, we're very pragmatic, very bad adults <laughs> who don't understand their teen, teen emotions. Yeah. Two, they were broken up, yeah. but Summer can't deal with being abandoned. 
Yeah. Summer needed Seth to moon over her that entire summer. Yeah. And we're supposed to see Seth as the primary character. But because we're very pragmatic, very terrible adults, yeah. we're like, well, no, you... Well, it, it really does feel like the show is being like, no, nah, no, nah, Seth was the... Because they keep doing it on the, on the last times on. They keep doing those things. Like, they're very much... It seems mm-hmm. like they're very hammering it in that Seth, says Seth is in the wrong here. And here's like, if the show wants to do that, that's fine. We'll carry along with that being idea. But I do feel like I'm losing my mind. I do feel like the show is gaslighting me by ignoring something that happened. Well, okay. Have you seen 13 Reasons Why? No. I mean, yes, in some okay. ways, but no. I can still say the thing I was going to say without yeah. spoiling anything. So, the main character, Hannah. Yeah. A, I am an adult. Yeah. And watching the show, I do get the point of the show is we need to be more careful about each other. Yes. And we need to, like, not cut people out or destroy people or dismiss them because they're kind of poopy. Yeah. At certain times. Like, sometimes people are going through something and they're just not the best version of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I understand that's the point of the show. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, you know, if everyone yeah. dismisses someone, then they have nothing left. Yeah. Um, And two characters in the show have something really, really awful happen to them. Yeah. Something that you would deem awful in any TV show, any movie, any... Yeah. Anything. Yeah. And one of them remains alive. Yeah. And one of them commits suicide. Because yes. that's what the show's about. I'm not yeah. spoiling anything that's not spoiling by saying... Anything. Yes, yeah. The, Something bad happens to two characters. Yeah. One doesn't, you know, she still yeah. is, like, very damaged because of it. Yeah. But she is alive, and yeah. one commits suicide because it's all she can see left. Yeah. And I've talked to people over the show who were like, oh, well, the only bad thing that happened to her was this bad thing. And I'm like, no, the show is about, like, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. That being said, when I was watching the show, I was yeah. like, this character sucks. These things aren't that bad. Stop complaining. Calm down. My, my, and I wonder if that's because I'm an adult. Yeah, it, it might be that. Um, my, my biggest problem with 13 Reasons Why is that there really is this undercurrent in the show of like, hey, kill yourself. That'll show them. No, but there's not. <laughs> oh, good. Having watched it, yeah. the show was like, yeah, she killed herself. And people are sad because of that. Yeah. But she doesn't get to fix herself. Everyone else yeah. who did bad things or had bad things happen to them yeah. gets to move on and gets to try to be better and gets to have a second chance. That'd be good. She killed herself. She has no second chance. Yeah, I'll say that the um, the problem is that the uh, uh, a lot of the advertisements for the second yes. season are real bad because they have um, the mother being like, the only thing left for us is justice for our daughter. And, yeah. and like the daughter appearing as a ghost to the guy. Yeah, having and- <laughs> watched the show, I'm like, I get what you're saying because I also watched it late and I didn't yeah. binge watch it. And I think maybe if I binge watched it, I would have got show. the death by a thousand cuts more. Also, also, I'm at the stage of my life. I guess that's what we're talking about now. <laughs> I'm also I'm at the stage of my life where I don't want to watch things that are purposely made to make you feel sad emotions. And I will say, I watched it. I felt a lot of sad emotions. I had to go for a lot of like walks in the sunlight. Yeah. And I've really internalized a lot of things, even though I'm an adult. A lot of things where I was yeah. like, "Hey, wait a second. Why weren't my friends more kind to me? Why didn't my friends accept that I was a poopy person yeah. for a short period of time because something bad happened to me? So the reason I brought that up yeah. <laughs> is because I think maybe this show is doing the death by a thousand cuts thing. Like Seth isn't wrong because he left because they were broken up. Yeah. 
but it just like piled on to other things and so summer blames him yeah and we'll we'll see how they go with that with summer yeah also, with more in, time in, in, in this one what you need to know is in this episode it very much is yes. accepted to be a different Seth's not a great human being in this episode especially though, in this episode he's kind of like for like a period of time they're also doing a ryan was wrong thing yeah and ryan was not wrong not wrong and we, let's let's sorry we've been a. We're like 15 minutes into this, and we're about 30 seconds into the show. So they have cute banter. Adorable things about this banter is at one point Seth says he was too busy begging and filing his comic books to call Summer. Yeah. Because he's really far behind from his three months away. He does have a lot of those comic books he's begging and filing. There's also a moment where Ryan like, tries to give advice, and Seth looks at him, and Ryan says, Sorry, I'll brood quietly over here. <laughs> uh and then, and then uh, eventually, Seth brings up the like, oh, what, what are you gonna do with Marissa? Just walk up to her and be like, "Hey, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now." And then Ron's like, "Maybe we shouldn't go." And that's the stinger they end on, like, or like going to credits for. <laughs> Adorable. It's, it's a solid comedy stinger. Like this is super second episode of the season. I, I love the way this episode is set up in so many ways because it feels like the quintessential second episode of the season. And it's really like their callbacks are so good this episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even as we go through it, when you get, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, Seth, essentially what we're getting in this episode is the the crazy series being like, look, we understand Seth came from a pretty, like, weird place. And this is kind of them doing a send-up of, like, look, first season Seth and the way that he was, like, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with, with Summer it was a very teenager thing to do. So we'll, like, bridge it. <laughs> yeah. But also take it back. Yeah. So they go into the house. After the credits. Yeah, and now deciding they will go to school. And these boys are wearing some real sweet 2003 messenger bags. <laughs> yeah. They're some handsome 16-year-olds who are real <laughs> prepared for school. But they get into the remodel is still happening. And no one is prepared to take them to school. <laughs> we do get to meet Archie. <laughs> oh, Archie. Archie. <laughs> who I guess is the foreman of the construction crew. Yeah, he's the guy that, um, he, that uh, he's the one guy who wears his shirt. And because he wears his shirt, he gets to drink some coffee. And have a bagel. He hangs out with the family. And hands the phone to, uh... He just wants Sandy slash... He wants someone to answer the phone. Yeah. Well, well, he mentions the phone, like, Kirsten can't answer it, and Sandy can't covered answer in bagels. it. And then, and, then, and then Archie's like, here's the phone. And Kirsten just gets some heavy, heavy breathing. <laughs> now, when, I, when this first happened, I'm like, did Marissa just call again? <laughs> Marissa only knows how to call home phones. <laughs> no, I mean, no, she, I guess, right, that was the home yeah. phone. Yeah. But she doesn't know that Ryan's back. So, no. It's not Marissa, because then whoever was heavy breathing calls back, yeah. and this time Archie hands the phone to uh, Sandy. And he picks it up. And some vague information comes through. And I was like, I presume it's Cal. It's got to be Cal. I presume it's our angry old man. Now, we don't meet Cal until maybe the next day. Yeah, well, he's or like, the he, end of the day, he gets or something. A call full of like vague stuff, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go like, and do well, this." I gotta go. I gotta deal with my vague stuff. And Kristen's like, "I have a really important job," and the kids are like, "We'll just stay home." And then and Archie's like, "I'll drive them," and I'm like, "Yeah, you get it, Archie." And Archie does drive them <laughs> he, he in drives his them. pickup truck. I can't wait until the Coens adopt Archie. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is the kids don't even ride in the car, which they definitely could have fit into. Yeah, definitely, definitely the cab of that car could have fit those two boys no they ride in the back with all the construction equipment (laughs) 
Actually, it looks more like a landscaping equipment, in which case I don't understand what Archie does. Well, I think they just use landscaping. I think this is a more of a uh, show thing where they had landscaping, like, props <laughs> for the other landscaper. And they're like, it's and fine, like, Archie. put him in this truck. No one will know. We'll move from the red truck to the white truck. So anyway, Archie drives from the school. Yeah. Uh, Seth and Ryan are like, great. Oh, man, I sure hope we don't see Marissa and Summer. What? There's oh Marissa and Summer. How could this happen? What a high school coincidence. <laughs> oh, oh, man, what's going on? And then uh, Marissa is super excited to see Ryan. Summer is not super excited to see Seth. So they storm off and conveniently save their scene <laughs> until after this Ryan and Marissa scene takes place. Yeah, where Marissa is like, she's so excited to see she's Ryan. She's so pumped. And they sort of like play flirt with each other. And Marissa's like, well, what about Teresa? And they play it off so like, well, it's a long story. I'll explain it to you. And Marissa's like, yeah, you can tell it to me like, like after school. And I'm like, well, the story, Marissa, is a lot darker than you're making it seem like so it is. So you seem excited. <laughs> yeah, calm down, Marissa. He didn't choose you over Teresa. And even if he did... Don't you believe this? In her head, she's like, he decided to go... He picked me. He picked He me. just had to go back home for the summer. And then he realized that catering and babies is not what he wants. And then, and then Ron's like, oh, yeah, Teresa, ha- Teresa had a miscarriage. And Marissa's like... Still means I win. <laughs> it wasn't your baby, right? Marissa's setting up to be a real bad character this Marissa's season. Marissa's very unlikable this episode. Yeah. Anyway, but she is excited to yeah. see Ryan. Summer is not excited to see Seth, and she tells him in so many words and also not so many words. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't, I don't really, like, like, I don't like you. You, 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 ran, you ran away and it made me feel bad. Uh, I, I have a boyfriend. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, Cohen. Bye. That's essentially the crux of their scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not much about that. Speaking of teenagers, Haley. <laughs> Who is not a teenager. But maybe is. Hard to tell. <laughs> anyway, she gets a call. She gets the Vegas call since that early Vegas call. <laughs> she gets the Vegas call. Vegas call since that earlier vague call. Which was. Like, where she says lines such men. as, how much are they offering? It's too soon. Like she's when to, do I have to be there? I don't want to hurt him. And I'm like, I can't tell Island Boy. <laughs> yeah, she's really playing the vague game here. She's like, oh, like, oh man, this thing sounds really cool, but I don't know how to feel about this thing. Why don't you tell me more about this thing? Oh, allow sounds- me, allow me to telegraph to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then and then Island Boy Jimmy appears again, being a hundred and fifty percent Island Boy in this scene. He's like, hey. I got some mimosas. So freaking chill. I want to keep you drunk. Last night was awesome. (laughs) Man, we're on a boat. Which is on the ocean. Let's rent the boat for another month. Well, they said, said, let's keep the boat. And I'm like, hold on. Oh, did I just assume they... Oh, it does say keep. Yeah, all he says is like, let's keep the boat. I'm like... What what's the situation with this boat? So did he lease it? Did I forget. Look, is this the boat that she was living on last? No, we have no details. Is this not is this not Caleb's boat? I was she living on a boat? I, I'm pretty sure last season she, she was, was a stripper. Last yeah, season, yeah, last season she, she was a stripper on drugs. But I thought she got a boat. Like essentially, she's been living on Caleb's boat. Oh Maybe. no! But it was the no no that was earlier in the season that they had the stripper one because it wasn't that it wasn't when they went to Vegas. No. It was the L.A. The L.A. was where she was. But we haven't seen her since the L.A. 
LA, have we? Oh yeah, yeah. We we because that was not where Jimmy and her got together. Because they got together, they kept it a secret for he a while. Then it was her. revealed. Oh like, no, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, he, they're keeping the boat. He's like, like, let's let's keep the boat, Haley. I want to live on this boat forever, man. Let's go to Cabo. Hey, I can manage my portfolio from there. I, and I'm uh, like, wait, what? Yeah, right. I forgot that he got somehow got back into doing the thing he got arrested for. It's Jimmy Cooper, who gave you a portfolio? Yeah, I thought he was just living off of the millions of dollars he got from that sale. That's what he's doing. He's using the millions into the portfolio. He's doing the opposite of a embezzling oh island boy it's not chill at all <laughs> but, uh, but so Haley has a secret and jimmy just wants to chill and you know who else wants to chill but his someone won't let him uh yeah ryan has the peppiest advisor so the only thing i could give her was what she was she's miss fisher She's played by an actress I kind of recognize. Yes, who often I think plays like a federal agent. Yes, she's a very federal agent character. But, but she's it, like, hey, buddy, I give you a schedule. You probably won't like I've it. I've never met anyone who works at a school who's so excited about just the existence of reality as this person is. <laughs> and Ryan's like, I don't know. I'm a junior. You this, give me the schedule. I go to class. This feels like the kind of person who would like walk down the street and see a flower and be like, yeah, flower, you grew in a place that no one else wanted you to grow, but you grew. You get it, flower. And you know who else is going to get it? You know who else is going to grow? <laughs> Ryan. Ryan Atwood. Because this is kind of a sad scene. Ryan has never considered his future because he's never thought he would have a future. He has no idea what he likes. He barely doesn't even comprehend what college is. Like, she doesn't even offer him... She's not like, oh, what do you want to be? She just says, like, what subject do you yeah. like in school? What do you like? And he's like... Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm just glad to be back in school and not doing construction and anymore. She's like, You're very smart. You could go to college. And he's like, Oh no, I can't make the Atwoods pay- or I can't make the Coens pay for that. <laughs> and she's like, Buddy, like, scholarships. Like you're you're smart enough. You get scholarships. And he's like, Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I assume that I would just go back to Chino and, and maybe I'll build some walls. Maybe I'll build some walls and get someone uh, someone pregnant. I don't know. That's mostly what I do is get people pregnant and build walls. And she's like, but buddy, what subjects do you like? So she gives him an assignment to essentially go to each of his classes and think about if he enjoys them or not, mm-hmm. and if what and, he likes, what he doesn't like, yeah. and why. Yeah, that's all he had to do. Uh, but then the, my favorite thing is that he goes up to at, right after the scene, he walks out and sees Seth's like, Seth, did you get an assignment from Miss Fisher? And Seth's like, nah. <laughs> Guess what I did? I did something else. Comic book club. Yeah. So he, he he talks about how last year he had a whole bunch of clubs. So many clubs. So many clubs. But he's the only member of. We remember this actually. You saw yes. the <laughs> the yearbook photos. But now he's going to start a new new club. <laughs> Comic book club. Comic book club. Whose mascot is him with powers, but powers of handsome, <laughs> <laughs> which is very good. Yeah, and then he's then he he effectively uh, conscripts Ryan into being in the club. At one point, he informs them that they're edgy trailblazers. <laughs> but Ryan better pass those ads out. Yeah. Also, I think they might mention Summer and Marissa a little bit in this scene. Yeah, it's kind of a debrief. I think just, they talk about their conversations just with the assume girls. assume at any point in time where Seth and Ryan or Marissa and Summer are together, at some point in the scene, they, they talk, talk about, about the previous the, scene. They talk about the girls. Yeah. Or, or the girls talk about the guys. The last time they were in a scene with the opposite genders... 
they, <laughs> they talk will, about that. They will, they will recap that scene sometimes and give their hap- thoughts on it. Yes, sometimes it happens on stage. Yeah. Occasionally it doesn't. <laughs> so you got to keep up. Yeah. Sometimes it's new information. Uh, but now we now we'll get more of that because now it's Marissa and Summer's turn to talk about the boys. Which is a weird scene. Yeah, I'm so glad you think it's so weird. I don't understand what's happening in this scene. Summer is driving Marissa to get her car. Hey, let me clarify. I know what's happening in this scene. But it's, why? I mean, I have one reason. I have one example, which we'll say as it goes along. But essentially, as it starts out, Summer is explaining how she's driving Marissa Back to her house over lunch to get her car. Which I assume means Marissa stumbled drunk to Summer's house that morning and Summer <laughs> drove her to school. I was I was kind of I the the other I guess brain way I can make this happen is that Marissa and Summer went there together, but now that Ryan was there, she wanted to drive home with Ryan. Okay, yeah, I accept That's that. That's not very clear. It mostly just seems like Marissa just wants to go get her car. It's also not great because they do talk about Ryan. Yes. And Summer's like, how'd the conversation with Ryan go? And Marissa's like, well, as I told you, <laughs> I have to get my car because we're going to hang out. I don't know. And then Marissa's like, and, <laughs> and how'd the conversation with Seth go? And Summer's like, I hate Seth. Hey, look, someone's blocking your car in. <laughs> Yeah, Marissa gets mad. It's it's that yard boy we saw from the episode before. That handsome handsome pool boy. That's what I like about this um this what this series. Yeah, they introduced that character last episode. Riverdale would have introduced him earlier this episode and been like, "He's always been here. What are you talking Did you about?" You know, here's some fake flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> they would just digitally edit him into earlier scenes. Although they did do that one face- fake flashback on the OC that one time where they like superimposed the valley on sh- ep- or scenes where t- teens were watching TV shows. Yes, they did do that. But I think that was a goof. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's there and Marissa's so mad because yeah. he's blocked her car in. Honk, 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 honk. And then, and then Summer's like, nah, he's hot. Be nice to him. And Marissa goes inside, and he gives her the most soap opera eyes. Am I crazy, or do they shoot the scenes with him, like, differently? He, like, creepily shirtless. Well, he's not shirtless. His shirt is undone. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. He was shirtless. Then he goes in to stare at her inside and has put his shirt on to seduce her. But has not buttoned it. I I guess to add to the mystique. I I I don't know. Every time, like, these just... I don't know if I'm crazy, but when they shoot us, shoot any scene with him, it feels like they're shooting like a telenovela. Yeah, it they, does feel that way. There's this one cut in a later scene where like he's walking away and it just does a straight cut into like a solo shot of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is a telenovela cut. Well, and, like when she's in the house, there's like a long shot where it like veers over her shoulder and then it cuts to him standing in the doorway with his shirt undone. <laughs> just and he stares at her. At her. And then she stares at him. And then they and she's like, Why are you here? You're not supposed and he's to be inside. Like, I work here. Like, and then they make out. He's like, get out of my way. And he's like, make me. And then they kiss. And then I'm like, God, I hope this is not the first time this has happened, because Thanks, TV show. But no, it's clearly not the first time it has happened. It's not. However, it is bad enough. It drives Marissa to drink at school. <laughs> which Summer does not like. Yeah, there are, they we cut forward to the cool. To the Coolest Student Lounge, which I think has gotten cooler. Oh, it is definitely... It was pretty cool last season, but now it's like... It's like a coffee shop. It's well, like Central Park well, it's, from it's, Friends. It's crazy because it's... So it's... We... I'm sure... Have we seen a cafeteria before? 
There was, because he jumped on the coffee canter, so there was, like, a cafe component. Yeah, because, well, but there's also a cafe in this um, student lounge. So do they have, like, a cafeteria and a cafe? Yes. Because we've seen the cafe in the student lounge before. You know what? Maybe the cafe student run. Mm, it's mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. fancy for being a student on cafe because at my school we had a student run essentially like cantina yeah we did too where you could go and like buy like small snacks and essentially it was for people mm-hmm. to like you know learn that stuff yeah our cafeteria was and it was run. fundraising i think i think they that was how you essentially donated money. yes and i think um i think our uh food services program like made the lunch daily yeah, yeah. So maybe that maybe the cafe is student run. Kevin, do you really think? Westport? Oh God, no! I do not think. I think I think that cafe is run by the poor students at another school. <laughs> they shipping the students from Chino to run the cafe. Yes, I. Uh, yes, it's Teresa's there. That's where Teresa worked for a while. I definitely think that that place is that bad of a, of like. Kevin, that's how Eddie Belfort got into the student lounge in that one episode. <laughs> I work here. I've been busking, bussing your tables all after, season. After after the um that really aggressive <laughs> teacher pushes him out of the way, he just puts on his apron and is like, "All right, I'll get to these lattes then." I'm just clearing the lattes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Marissa's getting drunk at school, and Summer is not impressed. Summer throws away that alcohol. She is pretty impressed when Marissa reveals her uh, fling with DJ. Yes, the yard guy. But then Summer's like, "Buddy, did you break up with DJ?" And Marissa's like, yes. The weird thing is, is Marissa, obviously the actual thing is that um, Marissa doesn't, Marissa doesn't like confrontation. That's the truth is that she does not like. like, Marissa will always lie to someone to avoid a scene. Yes. That will then make a bigger scene. Absolutely. Than telling the Um, truth. But it doesn't, it feels like she's, she's covering her fear of confrontation with classism. Yes, it's like she's like, I can't date a pool boy. I can't date him. He's the yard boy. I'm like, don't don't cover up your inability to confront people with classism and a little bit of racism. Also That's worse. Ryan is from Chino. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the equivalent of a yard boy. Yep. It just yeah. makes Marissa seem like just like her mother. Just like her mother. Yeah. <laughs> But my, my favorite thing is that in this scene, Summer puts out some solid logic, which Marissa will not listen to. But Summer's like, I mean, he left. You don't have to – you didn't have to wait for him like some widow upon the widow's walk. And Marissa's like, I know. And then Summer's like, did you break up with DJ? And Marissa's like, yes. yes. And Summer's like, cool. No one will – literally no one will ever know. So Summer, Summer's also like, or you could keep dating DJ. Summer, Marissa, you could do anything you want in this situation. Just like make a choice and tell people your choice. Yes. I love Summer's moments of clarity because she she's the only character that the writers have to give Marissa salient points. Mm-hmm. But she's also insane. Yes. So she just has these moments of like serenity amongst her rage. <laughs> where she's like, here's some logic. But now, non-alcoholic alcoholic coffee. Hooray! <laughs> also, he's hot. Kissing. Hey, now it's time to get some new people, because we get Sandy and Caleb talking. Sandy and Caleb, finally we know about the phone call. Caleb knows he's going to get indicted by the DA. My favorite thing about this. My favorite thing about this scene is the fact that, that like, they're talking about being arrested about the crime. Um, and and Caleb is like, 
Oh, they're going to arrest me for bribing officials. And he's like, look, I've done a lot of things, but this thing I didn't do. I know. I'm like, they're arresting you for the one non-illegal. You've done so many illegal things. They just happen to be arresting you for the one that's not illegal. And like someone is obviously setting him up. I have to assume. (laughs) Yeah, that's obviously. They have proof, quotation mark. Yeah. And I am shocked, shocked that Sandy's not like, wait. You do many bad things, and this but is this the one. thing is incorrect. Yeah, like, like it's and it's so crazy that that is our way to like because essentially they want us to start rooting for Caleb, um, which is so weird because he said she's like, look, it, this is like if we were watching a movie about Al Capone. And he's like, yeah, no, I do all that mafia stuff, but they're getting me for tax evasion? Come on. And we're supposed to be like, you're right, tax evasion. That's crazy. I don't have illegal taxes. I don't even have any taxable income. He had a guy whose entire job was to go and beat people up. He's, but he never bribed anyone. But he, yeah, he, yeah. But this illegal thing he didn't do, and I'm like, but he still did so many. Ill- Al Capone went down for tax evasion, <laughs> like just because you didn't do that. I mean, yes, just because he didn't do this, you, he should still be arrested for one of the other illegal things he did. But I like but how like, <laughs> you have to know he's going to get off because Sandy Cohen. Is the greatest lawyer of our generation. And the only reason he'll accept it is because he's like, all right, so this one thing you're not. And to, to her, yeah, that. Yeah. Sandy Cohen's a paladin. He's like, all right, yeah, you're you're innocent in this case. If and they're he's bringing- like, I love justice. Yeah. And for you to be arrested for this thing if you arrest- is unjust. <laughs> if you arrested for any of the other stuff you did, you will burn. But this is wrong. Well, Kevin, he's been busy training his teen ward, the OC, <laughs> a.k.a. Ryan, who loves justice. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, as you know, is Father's Day. And so I we're recording this. Been, which tells yeah. everybody we're recording this the day before it releases. So yeah, yeah. Father's Day was yesterday, and we've been very busy. I also got home from Vegas just yesterday, yeah. and then I had to audition for a play, and I'm very sleepy, and many things have happened. So this is just me justifying. I am drinking Apothic Rosé out of the bottle. <laughs> With no glass. There you go. Apothic Rosé. It's a. I think I've drank this on the podcast before. You might have actually. But, but you'll be never... like. But you like Apothic. I do like Apothic. I don't love Apothic Red anymore. I think my palate has gotten a little too complex. Yeah. But Kevin, let me tell you about Apothic Rosé. <clears throat> it's limited release. Peer into the secret garden beyond the veiled gate among pale petals lies a refreshing new blend. This limited release rosé blends layers of strawberry and watermelon. What? With a hint of raspberry for a refreshing wine that is light in color yet dark in nature. What? This is the cosmic horror of wine. They say it's a secret garden with petals (laughs) beyond the veiled gate. But then they just describe fruits. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things beyond the pale gate. There's strawberries. There's watermelon. There's shorgoths. There's there's beasts without form or consciousness. 
There's the ever-encroaching darkness that will soon consume us all when the sleeping beast awakens. There's many things in the secret garden. Am I drinking Kaimi? I don't know what that is. You do. Do I? Because you invented it. Kaimi? It was a party drug that stands for Chimera. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's Oh, wait. That drug's not real. It was from a play. I did not invent a party drug. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave no context that, for that. That is a fictional thing. You just needed a good name for it. I don't think. I also don't book. think. I don't think the story behind Kaimi was it was some sort of existential horror um, put into physical form, which yeah. it really sounds like that is. Yeah, I think Kaimi was just supposed to be three uppers. Mixed it was just together. <laughs> yeah, Kaimi was just mixing drugs together. This sounds terrible. <laughs> I am afraid of having nightmares. The chimera might stalk me I mean, tonight. I mean, it's called apothic. Like, that's, it's, essentially you're drinking, like, the most gothic of wines. This is the blood of my enemies. That's more of sword and sorcery of wines. But yeah, you're getting the point. But my enemies have pink blood. Why? <laughs> Kevin. No, you... no. No, I don't. But feel... You keep your horror drink to yourself. But feel my power. <laughs> It doesn't. It it only gives you power in exchange for your sanity. That's okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So we get right back into it, and it's the comic book meeting, which apparently just happens in a corner of the student lounge. And Seth is super official, super excited. Ryan hates everything about this. I like how Seth is. You know, he's he's like, we're going to do this like an actual meeting. However, he did just get a table for. Basically one person. It's true. Even Ryan's not really fit at that table. No, no. So Seth, so Seth is both confident and not confident. And Ryan just wants to go home. And for a moment, for a long moment, for maybe like four moments, it seems they will just go home. Yeah. But then, a handsome, dark-haired, floppy fellow. Who I also uh, recognize, but I don't know from where. Yeah, because I tried to Google him, and it did not help me. I Yeah, he he looks... <laughs> he looks like off-brand, off but more handsome Zach Braff. Yeah, I was also going to say that, that he, strangely enough, because we also had him in the show, he looks like off-brand the main character from Reaper. Mm. Yeah. So exact, if Zach Braff and... From Reaper made a child, yeah, and gave him floppier two thousands hair, yeah. Mm, Zach, yeah, I mean, we don't know who this is yet. <laughs> it, it surprise, it's going to be Zach. It's a handsome. I already knew boy. what it was because when you're on the DVD and when you select uh, the episode, the, the scene name is Zach, and it's a photo of him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Zach. He was also spoiled. <laughs> But this handsome boy comes up. He's like, hello, I'm here for comic book club. And Seth, because he's the worst person, is is like, but you're on the water polo team. And then totally gatekeeps this dude. Oh, he does like the longest quiz where he forces this guy to justify why his fa- favorite superhero is Superman. Which he does in the only way you can justify Superman being his favorite superhero. I won't repeat it now. But hey, if you want to hear someone actually justify why Superman is a good hero and why Zack Snyder does not understand Superman. Superman and listen why to, and why Smallville is the greatest incarnation of that show? Yeah, listen to uh, Zach from episode two of season two of the OC explain it. Uh, but it's uh, Seth is such a a jerk, and I know it's not a surprise. He's pretty much a jerk here, but to see like he feels like the kind of person like he did. He, I mean, so actually, he didn't do it with um 
uh, Summer and Anna. Uh, but, good, good for him. But like, he's this water bowl guy, and is like, "But are you really into comic books?" This is a thing that was Seth doing this was not yeah. the norm in 2004 yeah. or whenever this episode was. Whereas now we're like, okay, entitled fanboys, cool. Yeah, actually, what's funny is since this come out in like 2004, 2005. And Seth is like, oh, no, comic books are cool now. This was actually before comic books got real cool. Because he does talk about, he's like, oh, Super- Spider-Man 2, people kind of like that movie. But then Spider-Man 3 came out and, <laughs> And it was before the really big X-Men movies. So I remember seeing um, Wolverine in, like, 2007 yeah. and being like, <gasps> well, Wolverine. Well, really, the beginning of, like, the comic book thing was the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which was 2008. And, like, X-Men, I will say, X-Men that was Iron Man, sort sure of did it. But you're right. Iron Man was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., yeah. handsome men, this, clever, this... funny storytelling. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the story's more, like, grounded and things like that. It's topical. So... The war in Iraq. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, back at back at this time, like, honestly, someone being a fan of comic books. Mm-hmm. I can see Seth Thumb being like, but you're a water polo guy. And I can see Seth being a gatekeeper, as yeah. you said. Yeah. At the time this episode came out, being refreshing. Yes. And, like, nerd kids watching the episode and being like, yeah, Seth, you yeah. asked those questions. Yeah, it's, it's just sort of the thing where, like, it doesn't age well in, in the year of our lore, 2018. It's not great to see. But, yeah, you know what? Back in 2004, you'd be like, yeah, you check because, I don't know. Because, you know, maybe he just wants to tease you. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't. <laughs> Especially considering, like, this is a teen drama. Like, it, it was 50-50 whether or not he was, like, entering mm-hmm. into some sort of ploy to make fun of you later. Or what he actually is, which is a sweet, sweet He's boy. He's the sweetest. Oh, my. I love Zach so much. Zach is our new Reggie, except without all of the preggy. Yeah. He, um... <laughs> He, he has one line, which I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but as he's leaving Seth, he goes, I'll hit you with those Green Lantern JPEGs. And I'm like, that's <laughs> the most 2004 thing anyone I has know. ever said to any other human being. <laughs> I'll hit you with, like, what's, I, I, I thought about it some more. I'm like, okay, he's going to send him scans of a comic book. But at the moment <laughs> I heard it, I'm like, he's going to send him photos of Green Lantern he has on his computer. But Kevin, he might do that. Also, also, and this was 2004. He would have to email them. He might have some rare J- JPEGs that he got from someone in Japan. And he, instead of like ordering them online, he just like entered his credit card details into an email. He's going to email them because this is before Facebook and any of those things. He's not going to send him a photo on Facebook or share it on Twitter. He's going to email him a photo of some Green Lantern JPEGs. But, but oh no, as he walks away... It, Summer kisses him on the mouth. And we know he's Zack. And, and the thing is like, well, he likes comic books. but He's he, cool. He's essentially well-adjusted Seth. And it's, it's true, cool. he is. And that makes Seth the sad. He should be very sad. That essentially is the better Seth. It's like she, she, she is going out with better Seth. <laughs> I would hate if I saw my, saw my ex going out with just the better version of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be bad. The better version of me is Rebecca Romaine, so. Jerry <laughs> right, sure. O'Connell, how dare you? Sure, fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we have a short scene where Ryan and Marissa talk. Marissa and- gives the worst line I've ever heard her say, which is, 
So you weren't really a couple? Okay. Oh my god. That being said, though, Ryan paints a very bleak picture of his summer. Yeah. Because <laughs> Teresa said her things, and then she didn't know how to deal with the repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but- Ryan didn't know how to deal with the repercussions of his action. Ryan had a very bad, very, like, John Cougar Mellencamp-style summer. Yeah. And, and to, to be fair, like, it, it honestly probably wasn't great for him. He he definitely had bit more feelings for Marissa than for Teresa. He just mm-hmm. had, like, this sense of honor where he's like, that might be my kid. I and, have no idea. And the thing is, you have to know how bad the summer was. Yeah. Because Teresa did lie to him. Yeah. Like, that... I know the show tried to make us feel like she only lied because Sandy showed up. Yeah. But it wasn't because of that. It's because it was bad. Those three months, they yeah. were bad. Yeah, they, they, were, they weren't great. They, bo- they both stayed up for hours just staring at the ceiling or staring at the wall. But Marissa's like, oh, you didn't love a different person. You weren't really a couple. I'm like, okay, settle down. I, I, Marissa, so let's be, let's be clear. Marissa has had a, also had a bad time. Her first boyfriend cheated on her with apparently her a lot. Well, no, he didn't cheat on her with her mom. Oh, that's right. He just slept with her mom. <laughs> they were already broke up, but but he did cheat on her apparently a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can you know, and that was, that was like her first boyfriend, and she very very much like loved, loved him. him. She lost her virginity to him, and then she was like not super great with Ryan. Yeah, but she has this mindset that we see a whole bunch of times because we saw when Teresa appeared. Where she sort of gets this thing where it's like, um, oh, someone spending any other time with with someone that's like a that's a problem. Like he just mm-hmm. got like she she's the sort of person um, who she wants to imagine that before she met her current boyfriend, he was completely celibate. He had never touched another woman before. He had never existed before he met her. Yes, because... He's essentially a Pokemon. Because remember how uncomfortable she got when she learned that him and Teresa might have had a fling once? And she was like, oh, oh no. Oh, what? Oh, you kissed him in the school play? <sighs> so it's so, like... So and, and so she believes that's how other people re- will react, I guess. Yeah, so Ryan says, are you dating someone? Yeah. And she says, No. <laughs> Which is a full out blatant lie. And we learn later that DJ's standing right there <laughs> and staring Ryan's down like, upon them. Cool. I appreciate that in the like zero amount of time I left for, well, I was ca- dealing with something. I appreciate you didn't move on. Yeah, you he kind of says that. But like in a cool way. Yeah, he, and, he, he, he's, he's essentially like, it, it really does feel like if she was like, I had a boyfriend, he would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, but in his heart, he's like, that's cool. I didn't move on in my heart, yeah. so I like that you I, didn't move on in your heart. I think essentially he takes this as a signal of being like, okay, awesome. Then he kisses her on the mouth. The universe wants this. Yeah. <laughs> and then she looks up and there's DJ staring at them. Great. I'm like, oh, Marissa. So this is all we, your fault. Then we have a short, cool scene where Haley reveals the secret phone call. Yeah, her, her and Kirsten are having, I guess, a sister. Lunch. Because they lunch friends now. On the yacht. Uh, that she had, that she got a job doing uh, fashion sales in Japan. But it, I, I don't know. That's a job you just get. Yeah, whatever. Well, we learn later that there actually is a story behind it. Yeah, it's actually a pretty cool story. Yeah, but uh, I feel so much in this scene that Haley's problem is that Jimmy is successful and having fun, and she's like, "But I want to be responsible now." I'm like. My God, Haley! Like three months ago, this would have been the best thing. In your I know because she says she's like, "I'm too young to be early retirement." I'm like, "You've been retired for for a decade." But 
All right. I and, mean, you know, it's fine if she wants to like get serious, but it just it feels so bad for Jimmy. I know. It's like if she had a party boy boyfriend who was bankrolled by his dad, yeah. she would be like, cool. But because her party boy boyfriend, Island Boy Jimmy Cooper, is bankrolled by himself, she was like, oh, no. I also need to bankroll myself. Yeah, Jimmy seems to be having the time of his life. And, and Haley's just like, mm, I got a job in Japan. She's like, dads can pay for stuff, but we can't. Either both of us do or no one does. Dads or both of us. I like also this is part of um, Kirsten's very busy day. Because this has all been one day so far. Because mm-hmm. uh, we cut back to Sandy and Cal, and they're just getting home. And, and Sandy is just like, dra- I will point out, Sandy is dragging Cal up the back steps of the mansion. Well, that's because they didn't want to ca- want to catch into uh, Julie. Julie. Also, I assume this mansion does not have a front. They cannot legally shoot the front of this mansion. Unfortunately. I they do kind of see it once, but not really. Sort of, but it could be anywhere. Yeah. Because all we see is DJ's car. Yeah. Unfortunately, Julie is sunbathing or swimming or something in of the back. Of course, Julie's there. She has nothing else to do. All she does is is sunbathe or deal with a naked horse. <laughs> True. Yeah. And she thinks that Caleb has had a stroke. She, so Julie's never seen Caleb drunk, really? 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 Julie really? has never. Caleb has never drunk around Julie. He has never drank an entire bottle of scotch before because he's had a rough summer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and also Cal takes a moment to be like, Sandy, tell her everything. And then he just <laughs> then he leaves. leaves. He swans off to his bedroom. He's <laughs> like, I guess I'm breaking the news to your wife. Uh, like, they, they, Julie. Like, getting indicted. The DA. And Julie's like, what? How long have you known for? How long has he known for? I hope you know that if he goes down, Kirsten will go down, which means you'll go down. And I know you have a really well-paying job, but... (laughs) I'm like, all right, settle. Okay, all right, settle down, Julie. We know you keep marrying criminals. (laughs) I'm... You better fix this. Otherwise... (laughs) Let's be clear. You made one of them into a criminal. The other one you clearly knew was. Yeah, what were you expecting? Like, you... you, No, everyone knew knew Cal was... (laughs) At least reasonably crooked. You definitely knew that. Everyone saw him swanning about. (laughs) Having Uncle Tommy. (laughs) Anyway, she storms off and Sandy's like, "Uh, I mean, I guess I'm a super famous lawyer now, but fine. Then we get a a pretty interesting scene at the the, the Cohen house. First of all, first of all, not important, but their fridge. Yeah. This many months later, still... Only has beverages in it. Well, well, keep in mind we've learned in this episode that that also Sandy is a bad. Cook. Sandy can't cook, so Sandy Sandy can cook better than Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten can't cook, so all they do is order in and have lots and lots of beverages. Yes, that's anyway, all they do. That's not that important because Ryan and. Uh, Kirsten kind of like banter back and forth about him trying to find his purpose yeah, in life. Yeah, M- Miss Fisher once again the peppiest <laughs> person that ever was called like called his parents called her to be like he's doing an assignment to help him learn about his future. And we're going to talk about his passion tomorrow. This woman should be teaching at like a kindergarten. It feels it's like true. don't get me wrong, 
teenage teenagers need someone that peppy, but they would not listen to her. Or maybe not at Westport. Yeah. Maybe that's why she loves Ryan so much, because she's like, oh, I finally met a kid who doesn't want to be a doctor lawyer. <laughs> or just live off of their parents' money. How many times do you think she brought a kid and be like, so what do you want to do with their future? And they're like, I don't know, I got a trust fund. I'm just going to live off of that forever. I'm going to be a whale. I'm whale gonna- Joe, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to be a DJ. How many DJs has she had to deal with? And so Ryan, the lost kid, is <laughs> just was, like her one job. Like, you you actually might want to do something that's not just being a DJ. I'll I w- help you figure it out. What do you want to do? I want to sell Adderall. <laughs> sure. Sure. Like you, you want to be a pharma- pharmaceutical representative? No, mostly I just want to sell like drugs to people in Ibiza. So like... As a pharmacy rep. No, I'm going to travel around EDM concerts and just give people, like, drugs you would you normally take as, like, a teenager. So doctors. You'll talk to doctors. No, no mo- I mean, I sell to some doctors, but mostly I'm just going to take underage kids. I'm going to give them drugs and sneak them into EDM concerts. I'm going to write down pharma rep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's into it. But you know who's not into what's going on? Sandy Cohen. Yeah, because apparently off screen, Ryan had revealed something to him. Somehow Ryan discovered that the reason the renovations have taken so long. The the I-beams. Were the wrong wrong size. size. And Sandy's like, this this guy ordered the wrong I-beams. And Archie's like, I didn't order the wrong I-beams. They deliver the wrong. It doesn't actually matter who's wrong. Yeah, because it's been months. Yeah, and then. And Archie didn't say anything. Then there's a shout. And then Ryan's like. I mean, I'm looking at the blueprints, and maybe no. if you move the wall by 10 inches. No, let's be very clear. He's not looking at the blueprints, He Aaron. draws a blueprint. He drew blueprints. <laughs> we don't know that in this scene. He just has blueprints right we there. Learn we learn later that he full out drew, like, blueprints. Yeah, he looked at the wall and was like... I mean, I just think if we move the wall when, by 10 inches. When did he do this? When when between kissing Marissa and going home did he like, I'm going to sketch out this floor plan of um, this room. Kevin, he did it when he was supposed to be doing his homework. He reveals that later. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, he's like, why don't we move this? And then, of course, Archie, the foreshadower, was like, what, are you an architect? And he's like, no, but I know how to do construction. I mean, not on a shirtless crew. What? I just do non-shirtless construction. What? What? What do you? What do you have dreams that you might be an architect, but you don't understand those dreams because you always had a hard life. You don't understand the possibility of having a future, so you think you're going to be an architect? What? What are you? What are you, Ron Atwood, future architect? Sometimes I wear a shirt while I build walls. <laughs> well, then you're doing it wrong, and then he storms out. And then. Kristen's like, apologize! And, and Sandy's, Sandy's like, sh- no! He's wrong! And I'm tired of covering up wrong things that this family does! <laughs> and then he leaves. And Kristen's like, yikers. And then we get a nice scene. Between Sa- the, the, I, the only way I could write this scene, because it's a really, really good scene, the only thing I wrote down is that Sandy and Kirsten emote at each other in a good and healthy way. Yeah, they both apologize, and they're like, no, no, we were both right. This Being an adult is hard, and we need to talk about our emotions. This, this is, like, such an amazingly well-done thing that was not written to, like, drag out drama or thing like that. No. Literally, literally he, but it still moves the plot forward and it's still interesting because we see him freak out then then Kirsten comes in and she's like, you know what, you're right and he's like, no, no, you're right and then she's like, no, no, you don't have to call him. And so the outcomes of the scene which are done in a way very way we can ever describe <laughs> yeah. is that Kirsten's like, no, our contractor does suck. He should tell us when things go wrong. Yeah. So I'll hire a new one 
Also, you only get mad when my dad's involved. And then Sandy <laughs> stares off into the middle distance. She goes, oh, no. And then cut. <laughs> which is what, which is the best cut in TV history, I might say. Because hyperboles are fun. So good. Well, and speaking of emoting, Seth sits on his bed and stares, stares into space. He stares not only into the middle distance, into the far distance. Yeah, he, he's look, he's looking upon those stars that he cannot see, but he knows are out there. And Ryan comes in, and he's like, maybe we'll still have a good year. Hey, Seth, why don't you, like, be Summer's friend? And Seth is like, no! Time has passed too much! And this was a scene where I was like, she definitely broke up with you, like, because of her dad. She was like, we can't be together, my dad's my best friend. You, and you were like, we can't be together. Ryan's my best friend. My actual best friend. A better best friend. also my brother love. Like, hey fans, fill us in. Because we're both sure we're missing something. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm going to die. But we're not going to watch season one because that is a different <laughs> DVD set. And I have to go find it. I, exactly. I think as soon as I finish watching it, I'm like, and I'm done. Oh. Uh, so then we have to cut back to another storyline. So many storylines of couples. So cute scene. Well, cute. I don't know. Oh. Haley fills in our island boy about her plans. And we we learn. So essentially she had a friend. They wanted to start a clothing company. Instead, they got drunk in Paris. And Haley had to go home because she spent all her dad's money. But, but her friend stayed in Paris and actually started a clothing line. So her friend has been working for Chanel, I think. I think, you know, I think she was and then started her own. Yeah. So she worked for like a really major clothing company. Something yeah. like Chanel. Chanel yeah. adjacent. And then she sold her own line to a distributor in Japan. And wants Haley to essentially go out and help in the sales for it. Yeah, which is awesome and yes. makes this whole crazy storyline make sense. Yes. Um, and Jimmy spends a little while <laughs> in his head trying to figure out, how can I be on a boat in Japan? I'm like, you can totally be on a boat in Japan. Yeah, just sail your boat to Japan. Take your boat to Japan. It's a yacht. You can do it. But he does have his daughter here. Both of his daughters. Both of his right. Sorry. Two daughters. Oh my god, you're right. No, actually, he only has one daughter here. The other daughter is at boarding school. We've been told, for all we know, Julie just left her in the forest somewhere. I was like, gave her a stick and said, "Fend for yourself." And now she's the queen of the wolves, which are boys who fight. (laughs) She specifically has boy wolves. You're right. It's a boy fight. It's a boy wolf fight club. (laughs) She only knows how to do one thing, but. Dang, she does she do it does well. does it well. She does it real One well. One day she will also go to Japan, Jimmy. The best part of this scene is watching Island Jimmy slowly start to lose his cool. And especially <laughs> because, like, so Jimmy made Haley responsible. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like Haley admits that. She's like, I don't know, seeing you be responsible made me want to be responsible. And you seeing me be chill made you want to be chill. He we reversed our personalities. He essentially made Haley into Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> By dating her. I wonder, if, I wonder what Kirsten was like before Jimmy started dating. Maybe that's what Jimmy does. When he dates girls he really, really loves, <laughs> he makes them responsible and leave him. So he stares at her for a long while, and then he's like... As he loses his cool. I know the solution to this problem. Marry me! Which which is the most season one Jimmy thing ever. And it it was sad watching Island Boy turn back into Jimmy No Chill. I know. I loved Island Boy. (laughs) But now he's Jimmy No Chill, who's the kind of person to be like, well, why did you just marry me? This This is what everyone wants. This will solve all our problems. (laughs) 
So we don't get a resolution to that. Instead, we get a super, super cute scene. <laughs> it begins with Summer meditating and listening to a cult tape. But yeah, you're right. But then there's a knock on the door. And she keeps on being like, I'm doing my homework. I'm doing my homework. <laughs> which I which I, I understand now she was lying. At the time, I thought she got homework from her cult. <laughs> but you know what? We just listen to me talk because it's a cult. It is a cult. Yeah. Luckily, at the door, not her stepmother, sweet boy Ryan. Which made me go, have they ever had a scene together and i don't remember not one. individually i like she said you chino to him once but i think that's the only like reaction not through like another Marissa. person yeah because they've had like four person scenes they've had three person scenes i don't think i don't think ryan and summer have ever been alone together and, and they vibe pretty well as like friends you'd think it would be more awkward but <laughs> ryan's just sort of like well look I left, and it's my fault that Summer that Seth was a bad. And then, once again, with me losing my mind, Summer says a line, which is like, oh, no, he would have found some sort of Cohen way to break us up. Like, because he cares too much about what his dad thinks, maybe, like that. He would have been like, oh, my dad's my best friend, so I break I'm like, That's, that line is so, like, un- incognizant of what had happened before. The thing is... She's not wrong. No, she's not wrong. He definitely would have, like... Because he would have found a way to break them up. He he would have neurotic himself into that situation. A hundred percent. He would have somehow, like, developed an internet relationship with Anna without (laughs) knowing it was Anna. Or something. Like, he would have done it. She's not wrong. Well, also, Summer is also cognizant that she's in a TV show. Yeah, she knows. He's like, look, it would have happened anyway. But But she also is like, Zach's not my best friend, or not my boyfriend. Which is an obvious lie. But then she also, as she and Ryan sit on the floor cross-legged on her pink pillows, yes. puts a lot of doubt into his mind. Because she kind of points out, season one, super dysfunctional. Yeah. She talks about Luke. She talks about Oliver. She yeah. talks about Marissa's mom. Yeah. She talks about <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. She talks about Eddie. And Ryan's like, oh, wait. Yeah, some of her seen beyond the fourth wall. She also kind of spills the beans about DJ like, a little like, bit. Like there's, D, like, like there, there's DJ. Who? Uh, uh, d- don't worry about it. I meant Oliver. <laughs> I don't know what letters are. D is O, right? Yeah. So she almost reveals Marissa. And says she puts a lot of doubt into his mind. Meanwhile, we get the worst thing. Where DJ is really obsessed with Marissa. Well, he... Is not wrong about because like she did not break up with him. Yes, before you know, going back to her boyfriend, and she keeps screaming, "He's my boyfriend!" Well, and the, DJ's like, "You definitely don't have a boyfriend." And for, yeah, and, well, first, first, so she's like, so "Is that your boyfriend?" She's like, "No, he's not my boyfriend." And then two lines later, she's like, "He's my boyfriend." How can I not get back with him, my boyfriend? And, and DJ's like, "I thought like." It's so sad, so sad. DJ really thought they had something going on there. And she was definitely just making it with a hot guy. Yeah. And she keeps on being like, you said we couldn't tell anyone. And he's like, I mean, I thought we shouldn't flaunt it in front of your mom. Yeah, because he's he's worried that he'll get fired, which is, you know, Julie would fire him. Mostly because she's like, wait, you weren't sleeping with me? I mean, wait, I I have a husband. Never mind. Also, Marissa didn't have to be a garbage person to him in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but then she gets very uh, upset and sad, and then, of course, because she's sad and upset, she makes out with DJ. And then Ryan sees and then it. Ryan goes, shows up, and <laughs> the look on Ryan's face is like, yeah, that seems about right. Uh, I should have known. Anyway. 
Anyway, we have a scene where Ryan and Seth debrief from the night before. Yeah. Seth's going to do a grand gesture, and no one wants any yep. of this. Seth is losing his mind. We also have a scene where um, oh, yeah. Caleb is having breakfast with Sandy. Yeah, but but Sandy is not very good as a cook. And uh, Julie is not speaking to Caleb Cal- and has gone to a $3,000 spa for a weekend. Yeah, Caleb. I know, oh, yeah. Sorry, Julie is talking to Caleb. Yeah. So he did not have to go to Sandy's house. No. He could have stayed at his house because Julie is not there. No, but Sandy, I mean, he says it. He says it. He says it in, what a, Later, in a line I really enjoyed, which, he, which is where he's like, like, look, as much as I hate to say it, until Sandy put this food in front of me, he was my only friend. And I'm like, <laughs> like oh, you sweet poor man. I'm like, oh, Caleb, you're so sad and rich. <laughs> Sandy Cohen's your only friend, and he does not like you. This is a better version of um uh of of Hiram from Riverdale. I'm like, when are we going to learn that Caleb's part of a bad mafia? <laughs> yeah, it has Uncle T- Tommy in it. And. Uh, yeah, so we get that, and they invite him, like, hey, come back for dinner. And, and Kurt, Kristen's, like, sketchy about her dad, but then she's like, yeah, yeah, dad, come over. I, I don't forgive you, but I will. Yes, yeah, yeah. we understand that at this point they all know about the crime, except for the kids, obviously. So then Ryan and the guidance counselor have a short scene where, yeah. he, obviously, he, she knows he's a guidance, she knows he's going to be an architect, but there's a really cute line where he's like, I can't really talk because uh, words aren't my thing. He, he can't write. Very well. Oh, yeah. He is – he cannot comprehend being an architect. Even literally when Archie looked at him and said, what are you, an architect? He's like, no, architect's not a thing I can do. Which is such a telling so thing of his sad. upbringing. That he, he just can't, he can't comprehend a future that is not like – you know, carrying, th- picking things up and putting things down. Yeah, and I'm like, man, Miss Fisher, are you some sort? Is this like like a crossover with Touched by an Angel? Yeah, because he just drew a thing, and she was like, "All right, advanced calculus, advanced science, advanced physics. You're gonna need these if you're gonna be an architect." And he's like, "What?" And then she gets her wings and ascends to heaven. So, uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Island Boy goes to visit Kiki. Well, I don't know if he's... Um, he he lets Kirsten know that he's lost his chill. It's The chill is gone. But he looks like Island Boy still. He does. He's holding on to that by the thread. And, and Haley's like, gone already. Oh, she was like, I'm leaving. And he was like, but love me. And she was like, no, Japan. No, no I, got, I got a flight now. I booked it. And I'm, I, all the things like, man, if Jimmy wants to be Island Boy, let Jimmy be Island Boy. Because Kirsten judges him. She's like... She doesn't say – she's not trying to be judgy, but she's like, what? You drink all day? You sail around? You go to Cabo? I'm like, that's – you know what? To to 85% of the population, that sounds amazing. And somehow he's making all of this money investing in the stock market because people let him do if that. If it wasn't for the fact that he has to be on this show because he has a contract because he's an actor, he should just be like, I'll come and visit my daughter. I'm but gonna I'm going to go live on a boat. Island guy. I'm going to go be island boy. I'll meet other beautiful wayward souls. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, don't like, like, Jimmy. Let... You could have had your own show. <laughs> Jimmy has had such a bad time. Just, yeah. just pursue let him... your dreams. <laughs> just let him be island boy. Anyway, we head to the carnival, and where we do have a throwback, where the boys like stare at the carnival, or like, and Seth says. We could just not go. And Ryan says, we're literally here. (laughs) 
when we first see Marissa, I actually think she's working at the carnival. Because she's wearing a real crazy blazer. Because <laughs> she's wearing uh, the Technicolor dream coat. That being said, I do remember people wearing like zip up hoodies like that the, at that time. The first time we see her, we see her from the side, and she and I guess she's probably filling with her purse. But it almost and she's standing right by a um a ride wheel, yeah. that I almost think she's like manning the ride, and I'm like, what is going on? No, she's just dressed weirdly. So essentially, and we'll wrap this up quick. Also, it's, it's I'm, I'm crazy. Quick. I'm crazy. Is, it, does she, is she putting a lot of makeup in the scene? More than usual, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so she's dressed up for Ryan, but Ryan's like, dude, tell me the truth. And then she's like, I didn't owe you anything. You were gone. And he was like, I know. <laughs> I just don't want you to lie to me. Like, yeah, that's not the problem. I actually don't care. Just when I ask you, do you have a boyfriend? Say yes. And then she's and then he's like, I think we should be friends. And she's like, We're not friends. We were never friends. And then she starts crying. I'm like, Marissa, stop crying to get your way. And I, Brian's like, I'm not falling for that anymore. Bye. Marissa, weren't you in therapy? No, wait, she stopped going to therapy after Oliver. Yeah, she never she went. Herself. She never went back. <laughs> Even when Oliver was revealed to be the worst person, she's like, "Oh, I still don't need therapy." Even when she screamed and threw everything into the pool. Yeah. So then we have a short scene where Summer and Zach are, are definitely super boyfriend cute, and girlfriend. Adorable. Seth, then Seth attempts to mount a hot dog. Adorable. And, do and Summer is like, nope, nope, nope. And he's like, but Summer, I love you. And then Zach's like, buddy. She said no. Nope. My favorite thing is that he's like, Seth, back up. Please. I'm like, oh, Seth, Seth will defend like Summer if he needs to be. But sorry, Zach will defend Summer if he needs to be. But Seth is also his new friend. My favorite thing is when Summer pulls Zach away and he's like, don't listen to him. He reads comic books. And Zach goes, I read comic books. And I goes, know. What? So do I. <laughs> what? It's so sweet. And I'm like, oh, I really hope they never make Zach be villainous. I just want him to be the sweetest boy ever. And when he would have finally. Finally, like, get to the point. He's almost just like, Summer, I understand. I know you love Seth. And I loved you once. But I know you need to spread your wings. Kaka! Much like I must, much like I must spread my wings, and then his, then he grows some wings and ascends to heaven because he's also an angel. He's a sweet angel. Him and Miss Fisher high five and ascend to heaven. Unfortunately, Seth does not back off. He almost gets run over by Zach's car. Zach, who stays in the car because he's like, oh, Summer will deal with this. And Summer does. She gets out. She says, no, you need to stop. All you love. And he was like, I love you. And she's like, you don't, though. Yeah. Like, she, once again, she reads some very, she puts out some yeah. very salient points. And it's it's true. And like, that's sort of the thing that Seth is dealing with is the fact that, like, yeah, he doesn't know how to be in a relationship. He only no. he only knows how to pine after people. And every time he gets the girl, he's like, because because all all he know and it's 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 an unfortunate thing like to be all he sees himself as is an underdog. Yeah. So when he's not an underdog, he cannot handle himself. He doesn't know how to be a winner. Which is why, which is why I think that when he's actually in the relationship, he also is constantly neurotic. And you're, that's why we're right. That like, yeah, he definitely would find a way to break it up. Yeah. Because he, he constantly, like, I'm still the underdog when I'm in this relationship. She doesn't actually love me. Yeah. Like the time they tried to have sex. And he yeah. was convinced it was his fault. Yeah. But she was also a real weirdo about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or, like, I, I feel like another way they would definitely would have broken up is that she would have had, like the slightest 
in, like reaction of talking to another guy and he would have been like oh clearly this handsome man would have been like mm-hmm. like, like he's so much better than me like she, she could have talked to zach well they were going out and he it would have just been like oh he's like, on the water polo yeah, team uh, oh. i almost feel like it would have been a better way to break them up than him like you know freaking out and leaving yeah, yeah still. still once again because i'm losing my mind they don't talk about summer breaking up with him whatever uh then we get a dinner where the boys Cute come short home. short scene. The boys come home. The adult, the adults are sitting on the floor eating Chinese takeout. And Seth is like, Grandpa, what? <laughs> and then um, Caleb is like, yes, this is what I've brought to. Uh, then we get a ring at the door. And Ryan answers it. And it's the police cops. And the police cops are there to arrest Caleb. And Caleb goes away dignified, I guess. He puts on his suit jacket. and He's like, what took you so long? <laughs> and the... Thing about this scene, of course, is that Seth is like, "What's going on?" And of course, Caleb's like, "Sandy will explain it." I'm like, "God, something Sandy explain your crimes." But Sandy does not explain it. He instead says, "No, no, I'm your lawyer. I'll, I'll follow you to the police station." Yeah, this is the first time that Sandy essentially accepts because this entire episode, the arc is like, "Is Sandy actually going to help Caleb?" And we knew all along, but Sandy did <laughs> because this is the one crime that Caleb did not do. And he is, Sandy is nothing but a lover of justice. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin? Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? A moment. A CW moment. A moment where logic floated in the wind, just like the original Seth and Summer breakup, only to be replaced by drama, a.k.a. This new world where Seth ran out on his super secure, super stable relationship. Why, yes, Kevin, I in fact did. My moment, my CW moment, was Haley's super vague phone conversation (laughs) on that boat. Oh, dang. (laughs) Was that yours? Yeah. Do we have a sound effect for that? I I don't know. I mean, the reason that I picked it was because it was unnecessary. We did not need it. It could have been revealed. Like, we could have had a scene where they were, like, on the boat. And Jimmy was like, the boat, the island, the mimosas. I love my life. She could have just been, like, weird and, like... Like, um, yeah, like, like kind of vague. Yeah, and that scene, it just sort of like, duh, duh, she could have the look away from him, like she doesn't drink her mimosa. And then we reveal with the Kurt. With the Kirsten it, scene. I mean, I, I would even be fine if, like, the Kirsten scene is a reveal. I do, to be fair, I, with that, they'd have to put the scene earlier because it'd be weird to put Haley in all of a sudden in the yes. middle. But they spread this thing out over three scenes, and it just has nothing to do with the rest of the plot. And I feel like they kind of treated the audience like we were dumb. <laughs> And wouldn't be able to figure out that something was up unless yeah. she was like, what? How much? When? A job? I can't tell Jimmy. Also, the her, between her having that phone call and leaving to Japan is one day. Yeah. How did she book that? <laughs> she leaves the next day. Also, I just want to point out, they didn't pay Amanda Rigetti to be in the last episode. <laughs> but they did pay her this episode only to leave. Could they not have dictated? dished out like the other five thousand bucks <laughs> i don't know Do you had one more shot in the last one 
I don't know. Maybe they could have not paid all of those shirtless boys. <laughs> you gotta pay the shirtless boys. Oh, man. What, also, like, if, if it wasn't for the fact that Haley and Kirsten had that conversation, that, 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 that like, arc of things never interacts with the rest of the storyline. At it's all. It's just, and then we cut to a boat. <laughs> I mean, we did have the island boy and Kirsten scene. Yeah, at the end. Yes. Where Kirsten was like, you need a future. Like, he had a future. He's retired. He got to retire at, like... Yeah, he made millions of dollars, and then he bought a boat, or leased it. I don't know. Or stole it from Caleb. I don't know. I don't know. And then he invested all of his millions into the stock market and made more millions. Yeah, like, like how, how, how old is he? 34? I don't know. No, he has no. to be older. He's got to be like 40. He, he yeah. He, yeah, he's, because he's older than, um, because he's not the same age as Kirsten. No, because she got pregnant when she was 17, but right. he was older. No, Jimmy and Kirsten are the same age. Julie got pregnant when she was 17 okay. or 18. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Not important. <sighs> Good episode, though. Good episode. Good episode. Yeah. It was, it was, this is the quintessential second episode of a season. Mm-hmm. First episode wraps up the season beforehand and gets everyone back into there. Second episode is just like, hey, look about where, look back at where we were. Look at where we are. Here's some conflicts. Third episode, we'll like set those conflicts up. Third, third episode, I arc. third episode, I assume we're going to get like a big thing. I assume th- Olivia said, Wilde. I assume Olivia Wilde. Yes, she does keep appearing on the uh, the DVD, DVD extras. Menu. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you like that, you should uh, give us a like, a review, or a subscription to Apple Podcasts, or you know wherever you get your podcasts. You can also hit us up podcasts. on some so- podcasts. <laughs> I think it's a podcasts. No. All right, Social you, media podcasts. Um, podcast Moa, podcast Moa on Instagram, on Twitter, on email. If you want to do an email, it's podcastmoa yeah. at gmail dot com. Yeah, interact with us because we bored. You can you can you can also I guess comment on the actual website, which is part of my Third Space website. And people have done people that. People have done that. We have had people which. Hey, no, that's that's cool. You can definitely do that. I definitely will respond to them. It just was unexpected. And we liked it. Because <laughs> I don't normally look at that. So give us your OC fan theories because we know you have them. Or I guess you can still talk about Riverdale stuff. Or Riverdale. But... I tweeted a Riverdale thing today. Them hot dads. I can't stop thinking about it. It's affecting my mind. <sighs> hot dads. What will happen to Caleb? Will Seth ever get over Summer? Who will drive the boys to school now that Archie's been fired? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. Mm-hmm.